Welcome everyone to the Ohave Torah, Daf Yomi Shiur. Today's Shiur is Daf Mem Aleph. We will be finishing the first, the third Perek, Bechol Ma'arvin in Erubin. We're beginning on Mem Amurbet, three lines from the bottom. Ve'amar Rabbah, and Rabbah says, Ki avinan be'rabhuna, when we were by Rabhuna, Ibayilam they asked the following question. Bar be'rab diyativ betanita b'malei shabta. If you have a rabbi who is having a tanit on Erib Shabbat, can he finish the day? Can he go all the way to the nighttime and go into Shabbat fasting? Or not? We didn't know the answer. Yavuna didn't know how to answer the question. They went to Yavuna, he didn't know either. Let's see. What happens if Tisha B'Av falls on Shabbat? The Brighter is telling us, Tanya is always a Brighter. If you have Tisha that falls down on Shabbat, and Erev Tisha B'Av Shechalu B'Shabbat, Ochel V'Shoteh Kol Tzolko U'Malea Shokono Afil K'Sudat Shlomo B'Shato. You can eat as much as you want, whether it's Erev Shabbat, or Shabbat that falls out on, Erev Tisha B'Av or Tisha B'Av that falls on Shabbat. Either way, you can eat as much as you want. If it falls on Erev Shabbat, what do you do? At the end of the day, right before Shabbat comes, they give him food the size of a kabetzah and he eats it onto Shabbat in order that you don't go into Shabbat starving. Incidentally, this is something that doesn't happen nowadays because in our calendar, Tisha B'Av can fall out on Shabbat, but Tisha B'Av never falls out on Monday, Wednesday, or Friday. This is a famous rule that many rabbis know. Lo Badu Pesach. Tisha B'Av never falls out on Badu, and Rosh Hashanah never falls out on Adu. Adu Alf Dalvav. Badu bet dalad vav. Bet is Monday, vav is Friday. Vitanya, and we learned another brighter. Amar Yehuda, pamach atayim nushim l'tenev Rabbi Akiva. One time we were sitting in front of Rabbi Akiva. Vitashabav shechal yop erev shabbat was it was shabbat on a Friday. Obviously, this is in the time when they were not they didn't have a set calendar. Veheviulo. They brought him a bit, uh, they bought him they brought him a hard boiled egg. Vigama and he or a soft boiled egg. Vigama and he swallowed it. Below Melach without salt. He wasn't hungry for it. He wanted to show him that on Tishab on a Friday you don't finish the fast. Rabbi Yosi says. And you finish the fast and you go to the end. Amalem Rabbi Yossi. So Rabbi Yossi told them, Don't you admit that Shabbat falls out on Sunday, that you don't, that you stop a little before Shabbat, which means that you don't eat all the way till Shabbat starts. You stop a little earlier, you eat. Suda earlier. Amal Ma'aval, they said, you're right. 
Amalahem. So he told him, Mali So the same way you agree that when Shabbat falls out on a on a Sunday, that you don't you, you can break the Shabbat a little bit by not eating at the end of Shabbat in order to in order to give respect to Tisha B'Av. So you should also agree to me that when Shabbat falls out on a Friday, in order to, just like you could take the respect of Shabbat away a little bit for Shabbat there, you could do it over here also and you could go into, tisha, into Shabbat starving because we, we, we could take away a little of the honor of Shabbat for Tisha B'Av like we see in the other case. Amrullah, so the rabbi said back to him, no, no, not necessarily. When we're talking about going out of Shabbat, the guy ate the whole day of Shabbat. He could be stuffed to the gills. So why did he stop 20 minutes before, before, uh, before nightfall? But still, he's not hungry. So that's not called taking away any of the honor of Shabbat. But, when you go in starving, you're going into Shabbat, and when Shabbat starts, you're starving. That's not respectful for Shabbat to go into Shabbat. Starving. The Amar Ula, and Ula says, Halakha Yosi, the Halakha is like Yosi. Now, if that's true, Halakha is like that you go all the way to Shabbat. So then we can learn over here that if you have a guy who's sitting in a fast on Erev Shabbat, that you could go all the way because the same way you could do it for Tisha B'Av, you should be able to do it here because we hold like Rabbi Yossi. Ask the Gemara, oh yeah, you think we go like Rabbi Yossi? When we have Dinah Rabbi Yossi, we hold like Rabbi Yossi who says that you could fast on Friday. Virimin, who I thought we learned in a Bryce, in a... In, in a in Mesechetanit, and goes in Tanit on the seaboard, Roshech Hodeshim Mechanukah Purim. You can't make a Tanit for lack of rain. When people, in the olden days, when it didn't rain, they used to make a Tanit on the people. We can't do it on Chanukah Purim in Mitchilu, and if they started a series of fests, and Rosh Chodesh or Chanukah comes in, and they didn't get answered, and Mafsikim, we don't stop. Even though he said you don't stop your series of fasts. So if we started bet bet Monday, Thursday, and then it wasn't we it didn't start raining yet. The next Monday comes and it still didn't rain. Yes, it's true, we won't stop it, but we agree that if it's Chanukah. Or Purim, we won't finish the fast. We'll fast a little bit of the day, but we won't finish the day to the end. And now that's all not related to us. But the end of the bright is as follows. Also that, he holds that we don't finish the Tanit. So it sounds like we don't go like Rabbi Yossi. Vitanya, we learned in the bright. After Rabban Gamaliel died, Rabbi Yeshua came in to disagree with him and say that you could go the whole day on Erev Shabbat. And Rabbi Yochan Menuri, Rabbi Yochan Menuri, that everyone goes after, the body goes after the head. As long as Rabbi Gamliel was alive, followed him. Now you want to get rid of him? We're not going to listen to you. We're going to stick with Rabbi Gamliel, who was saying 
that you don't go all the way on Erev Shabbat. Kvar nikpa'ah halacha kamam gen, halacha is already like him. Lo ya'adam, she'ereh b'davar klum, and everyone agreed with him. So therefore you see, halacha is you don't finish. So how can you tell me, oh, halacha is like Rabbi Yossi? What do you mean? Here we see that they didn't argue with Rabban Gamliel, who was saying halacha is like Chachamim. Answer the Gemara, Ula was right. You know why? Because B'dorosh Rabban Gamliel abud. generation They always followed him. I'll show you they didn't. I'm going to be a Hatan. Didn't we learn? I'm going to be a Lazar Berbi Sadok. Ani mibeis Sanah Benjamin. Upamachat Chal Shabbat Avdiyot B'Shabbat. Right? Sanah Benjamin is one of the families that uh, had a job to bring wood to the Beit Hamikdash, and their job was actually every fa- different families had jobs to bring wood to the Beit Hamikdash. In different times, and when you bring the wood to the Beit Hamikdash, for you that's a holiday. You know, the opportunity to give a donation to the Beit Hamikdash is such a huge thing that when you, your family has an exclusive right to give a donation, that's such a holiday for you that it's an actual physical Yom Tov, and your family is is not allowed to fast on those days. So one time, now this this family Sanab and Yamin happens to have on the calendar the tenth of Av as their day. One time Shabbat was on Shabbat. Shabbat, so they did it on Sunday. Now Sunday is the tenth of Av. That's their day. So we we fast on the tenth because of Shabbat, but we didn't finish because it was our holiday. It was our Yom Tov, right? Tamad Yom Tov. The reason why they didn't finish is because it was a Yom Tov. Ha Erev Yom Tov. But if it was just on Erev Yom Tov, like a Erev Shabbat, they would finish. So now the same way Erev Yom Tov, you would finish. You would you would have done it. So to Erev Shabbat should be the same thing. And they were in the times of Rabban Gamliel. Which means, since this business of bringing the wood is only Yom Tov from the Rabbanan, that's different. Since you're allowed to have a partial fast, then you're allowed to finish the whole day on Erev. Right? Since on Shabbat, you're not supposed to even have a partial fast. You can't finish the whole day when it's Erev to Shabbat Or when it's, when it's uh, Shabbat you can't finish the day. Okay, says the Gemara, Amar Rabbi Yosef, Lo Shmi'ali Haishmaita. I never heard this thing that Halacha is like Rabbi Yosef, that you could finish the whole day. Now, often we see all of Shas that Rabbi Yosef forgets his learning and Abaya will remind him. So he says, You did do, told us, and this is what you said. You said, and gozim tanit al tzibur, 
you said about that bright time. Who number Rav? Sudivir Mayor Shama Mishum Rabbi Gamel. Chamim, we're in Betanei Mashlim. Chamim say he could go the whole way. My love, we assume they're talking about Kulu, which means it's going on everything Rabbi Mayor said, whether it's Rosh Chodesh and Purim, or whether it's Friday, and on everything, Rav is saying that the rabbis argue and they hold you could finish the day, and therefore we see that Rabbi Yossi said that the, that. that Rav said that the halacha is like Rabbi Yossi. Lo, that's not necessarily, that's not a proof because that's talking about Hanukkah Purim. Hachinami Mestavra. Not only is it possible that it's only talking about Hanukkah Purim, but rather it's even likely that it's talking about Hanukkah Purim. Why? If you want to say it's also talking about Erev Shabbat, because remember, the, the statement of the rabbi was both Purim and, and Friday that you do not finish according to Tanakhama. We already said before that Rabbi asked Rabbi Yehuda and he didn't answer the question. So obviously, you can't say that Rabbi Yehuda knew. It must be that he's answering only about about Hanukkah and Purim. Ask the Gemara, oh yeah? Well, according to your reasoning, this that Morzutra said in the name of Rav Huna, what did he say? He said, Halacha is that you finish the whole thing. I thought Rav asked Rav Huna, he didn't know the answer. Like we saw. So we're saying the proof that, that, that it's only talking about Hanukkah and Purim from the fact that Rabbi asked Rabbi Huda and they didn't know is not necessarily a proof because maybe, maybe one was bef- when he didn't know is when he didn't hear yet the answer and when he knew is when he, when he didn't know. Just the fact that you have a statement and he didn't know doesn't mean that he doesn't know for the rest of his life a guy could not know once and then find out later just because you, you, you have a statement quoted that he didn't know is not a proof that another it's not a proof ag- against another statement that he does know we'll just say that one was first and one was earlier one was later is on Erev Shabbat you go the whole day that's how the Gemara ends Baruch Adonai Le'olam Amen Amen. Okay, we're going to start the next Perek as well. And we'll do a little bit of the Gemara. Says the Gemara as follows. Now, the next Perek, Mishihotiu, is discussing what happens if a person goes out of his Tehum. person has, of course, as we mentioned before, Tehum Shabbat means the person has only 2,000 or more in every direction to go. What happens if a person had to leave his tichum for whatever reason? What happens to him at that point? That's the subject of the beginning of this pedic. Says the Gemara, Mishnah, a person who was in the tichum on Shabbat, and the goyim forced him to leave the tichum, and he went now three thousand amot, for example, away from his house. When his house is a house out there in the forest, and there's no city, or or lo'alenu, a person loses his mind, and he leaves. En lo'el dalanamot. 
The whole Shabbat, he's only allowed to walk within his four amot, about six feet, and that's it. What if the Goyim bring him back? Or let Law in, and he goes crazy again, and he comes back, and then he wakes up. It's like he never left. He doesn't have four amot anymore. Now he can go wherever he wants. If the Goyim bring him to another city, or they put him into a pen, or they put him in a sahar, which is a jail. You can walk around the whole area, the whole city or pen or jail. Because once they brought you, it's fine. They say, no, that's like going out of Tchum. According to Bishu and Bikiva, they agree that if they bring you back to your original Tchum, you could get that Tchum. But they don't agree that if they bring you to a new area that's surrounded, that you have that area. So let's just review the law. According to not only can you have your area that you go back to, which means, let's say, for example, I have, we'll call it Tchum A, and then there's the area that you go to, Tchum B, which is out of the area of Tchum A. Everyone agrees that if you leave Tchum A and you go to an area that's not Tchum A or Tchum B, Tchum B, an area that's just out there in the middle of nowhere, you only have four amot. And everyone agrees if they bring you back to yours, that you have, if they be back from area A out to the middle, then back to area A, that you could go back to your original thing. The question is if they bring you in from area A now to area B, Rabban Gamliel holds that you can now go the whole area B. And Rabbi Yeshua says, and Rabbi Akiva say, no, you can only go back to your original one, but you can't go to area B. Area B is stuck. Everyone else can walk around the whole city, and you are stuck in your form what? Now, Maaseh, there was a story, Shabbat and Paladurjim. These rabbis were in Palandrin, and they go into Eretz Yisrael, and, well, if Ligus, you know, and the boat came in late. Rabban Gamayim, Rabban Gamayim, was in Halchut Kula. Now, in other words, what happened was, the boat left late. So the boat left on Shabbat. They weren't in charge of the boat. These rabbis bought a ticket on the boat. They're supposed to leave Motzei Shabbat. And the guy decides, everyone's on, let's leave already. It's Saturday afternoon. Now, they just left the Tchum. Because the Tchum, they went, they, these guys traveled more than 2,000 amot on Shabbat. So, some of the rabbis said, well, even though we left, this boat is like a city, and therefore we could walk the whole thing. That was a of who hold, like we said beforehand. They, they held, like we said before, that when you go to area B, you only have four more. So therefore, on the boat, they stayed in their spots without moving more than six feet. Because they wanted to follow their opinion and be, be strict. One time, they were going on a, on a boat, and they, and they left from Erev Shabbat, and they, they got in when it was late. They got in already on Friday night. So they asked Nevan Gamliel, 
are we allowed to leave? He says, you can leave. Now, Rabban Gamliel himself is of the opinion that since the Goyim brought him into town, so therefore he has the whole town. But they're asking him, you rabbi, you know that we don't hold like that. Do you know if we're allowed to get off? And he says, yes, I was looking for you. And when, as it was getting dark, I noticed that we were already within 2,000 amot of shore. And therefore... This area is already in your 2,000 amot, and therefore you're allowed to get off, even according to your opinion. Beautiful how the rabbis are able to ask Rabban Gamliel about opinion he doesn't hold of, but they can ask him anyway because they know he'll tell them the correct answer, obviously. Says in Gemara, we learned in the Brayta. There are three things. There are three things that can make a person, number one, go against his brains, which means he'll do things that are bad for him, and they can also make him go against Hashem. Elohim, of their kochavim, goyim making gezerot on the Jews could cause Jews to go insane. Ruach ra'ah is insanity. And the troubles of being poor. Why did the rabbis have to tell us this, this thing? What do we gain from this? Because if you see a person who has any of these three things, either goyim gezerot or ruach ra or aniut, you should always pray for them. They should get out of it so they don't get in trouble. We continue to say, There are three types of people who no matter what will never get to geinam. And these are them. People who are so poor that they're always suffering and that suffering of poor of poverty is able to take away most of the Averot so they don't get into Gehinam. Cholem Ayim, people who stuffle for, stuffle for, suffer from constant stomach-ish ailments. Varashut, and people who always owe money and the, the people are collecting, the debtors are collecting them. Some say, not just these three, there's a fourth one, a person with a bad wife, she could always cause trouble wherever he is. And he also will never see Gehenam. Asking Rabbi Idach, how come only three of the four rabbis agree that a guy with a bad wife doesn't see Gehenam? It seems like that should be universal. What's the way? Bad wife is rough. Others say, they say, the rabbis say that since you can get out of your problems by divorcing your wife, you don't get rid of your sins so easily if you could have gotten out of your problems. So why does the other rabbi say you can't get in? Why don't you just divorce her? Sometimes her ketubah is a lot of money. You can't divorce her and therefore since you're stuck, therefore you can get to get, get, get out of Gehinam with her troubles. The guy's got kids from her and he doesn't want to leave those kids. Well, you can't divorce her. Therefore, every trouble that he gives him the nafkimina is whether he should accept it with ahava. Meaning, if a guy knows that he has these stomach problems, if he thinks that it's all trouble, he'll be upset. But 
if he has a bad wife and he accepts it with Ahava, so then, beautiful. He'll be happy because he knows that all these troubles, here, he, here he's in trouble. But in the next world, he'll be, right now he's looking at his friends and he's saying, wow, they're so lucky they have good wives. But in the next world, they'll be looking at him and saying, oh, well, we, we wish we had a bad wife like his because we could get out of Gehinam. Three people can die. Now, of course, well, hold on, I just want to, obviously, we're not advocating having bad wives. We still recommend that all our single guys out there look for good wives. However, those who don't have them can comfort themselves with these facts. A person who has a good wife, yes, she doesn't get you out of Gehinam, but she can get you into Gan Eden. That's a different story. Here you have to get in on your own. Says the Gemara. There are three types of sicknesses that a person uh, can die very suddenly, so suddenly that they might even be talking and die. Normally the course of event is that the person loses his strength, cannot talk and then dies. But there are three types of illnesses, the people that die even while they're talking. I'm a guy with, again, like we said before, stomach ailments. A woman giving birth could die very, very quickly. Things can turn around fast. A dirakon and a different type of sickness. The nafkamina, why we need to tell you this, is to let you know that if people have these things, you should always have burial ability available because they might die at any time. We're going to stop right over here. Baruch Adonai Le'olam, Amen, Amen. We're at the two dots, Amar of Nachman, two lines before the wide lines.